Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So one of the best feelings of a project, I think everyone could agree, is just seeing it all come together when you're just wrapping everything up at the very end. However, you're not just handing over final files or, you know, the password to their website and then saying, hasta la vista to your clients. And if you are, let me tell you in like a ranty mom voice (laughs) that you should not be. (laughs) Um, If you enjoyed working with your client and you really enjoyed working on their project, it's definitely a good idea to make sure that part of your offboarding process includes asking for a testimonial. So Krista, I know you have talked so much about displaying testimonials on our sites as designers um, and how that can just build more trust and generate more work. So I wanted to dive a little bit more today into how you can actually get those testimonials and then I'm throwing in another topic here, which is getting referrals, because I feel like it's equally as awkward for most people to ask for referrals as it is to ask for testimonials. So we're just going to kind of talk about all things relating to both. (laughs) I think this is great because, I don't know, sometime last year I sent out a survey with some questions about testimonials, and the biggest concern I heard from people was like, I don't know how to ask for it. Like it feels awkward and I don't like it, so I don't do it. So I'm glad that you're going to kind of dive into the process today and hopefully we can help people feel less weird about it because it doesn't have to be weird. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of build up what they think it's like to ask for both Mm -hmm. of these things in their mind. And it's like, it's too awkward. What if they didn't like me? What if they actually hate the work that I did for them and, you know, they're just not saying anything. So you just kind of have to put all that out of your mind and focus on your getting a testimonial to help your business. Um, So, yeah, let's just go on ahead and dive right in. The first thing that I wanted to talk about is just when you should ask for a testimonial, because I think this is kind of confusing for a lot of people too. You don't want to ask too soon because if you're looking to get a really quality testimonial and, you know, talk about the results that you maybe got for your client based off any kind of strategic work that you did, if you ask within like just a week or something, you're not really giving them enough time to see results from your work. You definitely don't want to wait too long either though. So if you wait for like four months, then the client has probably totally forgotten about what it was like to work with you. And they're going to be more likely to just say something 
pretty generic, like, hey, it was really fun working with so-and-so. And you don't want to display really simple testimonials like that on your site. You want the good meaty ones. So I think it's a good idea to wait for about a month after the project has wrapped up and then reach out to them again and ask for this testimonial. So this gives them enough time to settle into the work that you did for them. So it gives them a chance to really play around with their website, you know, see what you have done that makes it easy for them to update. Or, you know, order those business cards that you designed for them and see how beautiful their new logo looks in real life, like in their hand. Um, it also gives them a chance to start seeing results if you did any sort of strategic web design for them. So I know Krista's like nodding her head like, yes, everyone should be doing strategic web design. <laughs> so giving them about a month is a good period of time where they are going to start seeing results if your strategy is really paying off for them. And then also, it's still fresh in their mind about how much they enjoyed working with you, you know? They're still probably thinking about how fun it was and your process. And if they've worked with other designers, they might still be thinking about how unique your process was depending on um, how it went. So just keep that in mind. And then also, I wanted to say that after a month, this is a really good time to just reach out to your clients now that you've wrapped up to kind of see if there's anything maybe you need to fix, if there's any additional work that they need done, or to just let them know, hey, you know, I'm still here if you need any work done in the future. So you can kind of loop those two checking in, asking for a testimonial emails into one, and that might make it a little less awkward. Yes, I like that. I, since I don't, so when I just do development, the results, I don't get credit for that. So I always um, ask for the testimonial after my two-week support period. So this is like after all the kinks have been worked out. So they're like happy with everything. They're still excited about it, but it hasn't been forever. So I do the two-week mark. I really like the, um, you know, waiting a month so they can see results. If you find that with waiting that long, you're not getting like as much excitement as you'd expect, you can try sending one like two weeks after, you know, if you have a two-week support period or something like that. Try sending one that capitalizes on those emotions, you know, after a couple weeks, and then at that month mark, you can be like, hey, you know, we work together to improve your, you know, conversion rates for these things. Can, is it okay if we check in and see how that's going and then send one that focuses more on results? Um, you know, it just, it depends on the client and how you do things and how much you keep in touch with them. If you're not talking to them at all for a month, that might be too long. But if you are checking in regularly, that's, it's going to be perfect. So kind of play around and see what works best for your process, I think. But I like that as an overall guideline for sure. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because a month might be too long for some people. You may be reaching back out and you're still finding that you're getting somewhat generic responses. So if that's the case, definitely try to move it up a little bit after two or three weeks. It's just important to remember that you don't ask them at the very last day that you're handing off the files because they're like... I really enjoyed working with you and I really love this work that you created, but that's kind of all I have to say about mm -hmm. it right now. So I was going to ask you, Krista, do you ask for testimonials from every single project, even if you didn't enjoy it? And I'm just going to say, why or why not? 
right now for whichever you're leaning on. <laughs> yeah, I don't. If I wrap up a project and I don't feel like a connection with the person or I know it didn't go as smoothly as it could or I'm not happy with it, I don't ask for one. I think it's just because like those overall icky feelings that we've probably all had, I don't, I don't want to send something else into the mix. I don't necessarily, you know, it, maybe it would be good to hear their side of things, you know, to see if it was as bad as I thought or to get constructive feedback. But usually I decide I don't want it. So no, I don't always ask for them <laughs> only if the project goes well, which is probably bad of me. Yeah, I was thinking about that when I was planning on asking you this question. And I was like, for some projects, we may feel like it went horrible, but the client feels like it went amazing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to decide. But I'm like you, I don't necessarily ask for them for every single project, mainly the ones where I know that I really enjoyed it and the client really enjoyed it. So I can't risk hearing any really, really terrible things. Yeah. And that may sound really bad. Like we should be asking so we can get constructive feedback, like you said. But sometimes it's just safer to avoid that altogether. Yeah, we're protecting our fragile brains. Exactly. <laughs> so the next question is okay, I, I know when. But how the heck do I even get a good testimonial? And it's important to keep in mind that most clients are going to want to write something that is so basic and generic. Like I said, so-and-so was a super talented designer. They were really fun to work with. I would totally work with her again. Okay, well, that's all well and good to hear. But that is not the kind of testimonial that you want to display on your website because it's not going to hook your potential clients when they are going to see, you know, how your past clients have felt about working with you. So the key, I think, to getting a good testimonial is to make sure you're asking questions instead of just straight up asking for the testimonial mm -hmm. and nothing else. So I definitely think it's a bad idea to just send an email saying, hey, can I get a testimonial from you that I can put on my website? Bye. <laughs> like that's really boring. And I think that's where a lot of designers go wrong. And I also think that's where a lot of designers fall into the trap of thinking that this is so awkward. Mm -hmm. Because it is awkward to think about straight up emailing someone and being like, can you say some nice stuff <laughs> about me? Like, oh, no, that's just weird. So instead, I think you should send a link to like a feedback form um, with just a variety of questions on there. What do you think, Krista? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, if sending, you know, something and be like, can I get a testimonial? Super awkward. And uh, yeah, actually, I wish I would have looked at my email script before we started re recording, but I have like a script I sent and it's like, here's a feedback form. I would love to hear your thoughts on the project so I can improve for my next clients or, you know, do things you like the same way. So I literally position it as getting feedback, not just like, hey, can you say nice things like you said? So I think that's a big, big difference. Yeah, and I think when you reword it, like you're asking for feedback instead of the testimonial, it can also make your client more likely to want to fill out the form than if you were to just ask for something that seems a lot simpler as, you know, 
just a testimonial because they are going to feel like they are helping you mm-hmm. um, in the long run, you know, provide a better service for future clients and that sort of thing. So it does matter what questions you ask, obviously. So things that you could ask would be, did you have any hesitations before working with me? I really like asking this because you can address these things when you are trying to market your business to new clients, whether you're writing emails or some kind of post on social media, you can hit those pain points because if one or two clients had it, you can bet your bottom dollar that a lot of other potential clients are having it as well. You can also ask things like, what did you like about working with me? Um, Have you seen any benefits from your new brand or website since our project wrapped up? So this is an indirect way to kind of hear if they are seeing any kind of conversions, but I can see what you're thinking, Krista. (laughs) I feel really special (laughs) right now. If you did like a strategic website design, you obviously need to ask more Um, specific Mm -hmm. questions regarding the benefits that they could be seeing. Um, You could also ask, would you recommend me and my services? And if so, to who? I think this is a good question to ask, even though most people are going to say yes, obviously, because it's like awkward to be like, no, I'm not going (laughs) to recommend you you to anyone. (laughs) But it's still good to know if they are going to refer, not necessarily if they are going to refer you, I would say, but if they would, because then you can get an idea um, of whether or not that would be a good person to reach out to when you need some referrals for some new work to come in. Um, Krista, are there any other questions that you ask? I feel like my form is really just short and basic. Uh, Yeah, you actually hit most of the ones I, I ask in my main section, I have I have the longest feedback form you'd ever see. I make sure they know everything is optional, but like in the main part where I'm looking for a testimonial, I also ask what can I improve just so it looks like, hey, this is a two-sided thing. I always hope that that box is empty when I get it back. <laughs> and then at the bottom, I have a checkbox that says, can I use your responses in marketing materials and grab a headshot to feature on my website just so you know I have their sign off and don't have to ask about it. Um, But I actually have a whole separate section after all of these types of questions with questions that focus on a case study. So there are questions that ask about their full transformation, what they were struggling with before, um, you know, details on working with me, details on the results they've seen. And I, you know, at the top, I put in big letters, this is optional, but that helps if someone was really happy and they're willing to go in depth, I can write full case study blog posts on my website. So we won't go into that because that's not what we're talking about today. But if you want to be able to write big case studies, you know, it's an option for you. Have it as a separate section, but make sure people know that they don't have to answer your 5,000 questions if they don't want to. I think that's a really important thing to point out, especially if you find yourself asking a lot of questions. Like if you're asking more than like four or five, Mm -hmm. you kind of need to put in there, hey, you know, these are optional and just fill out the ones that, you know, you are comfortable filling out. So you're not telling them, hey, you have to give me a response on every single one of these. So getting to the actual 
testimonial part of this because we're talking about getting the feedback and we're talking about when you can do it, but we haven't really touched on the actual testimonial <laughs> here yet. So I will say that I straight up ask for the testimonial at the end of my feedback form. So I have all those questions and then I have one last one that says, I would like to display a testimonial from you on my website. If you are comfortable, please include whatever here. You know, I think that's what mine says. I'm not really sure to be honest with you, but sometimes you may find that you have to actually help your clients write something that is truly beneficial. And I see you nodding your head. Have you had an experience with this where someone wrote something and it was like, why would I ever use that? <laughs> yeah, before I before I made my feedback form more detailed, it was like everyone I got, it was like, she was so fun to work with, highly recommend. It's like every, every single time. So yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely nodding. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes people, especially business owners, they know kind of what you need in a testimonial. But from my experience of also working with bloggers, it's like the bloggers who are like, she was so fun to work with. I really enjoyed her process. I would recommend her to everyone. Definitely work with her. And you're like, yeah, okay, but anyway. <laughs> so if you feel like you need to kind of tweak the testimonial to make it actually beneficial, you can take their responses to your questions or even their testimonial if you asked for one straight up like I did and kind of tweak it to make it more beneficial to display on your website. Now, saying this, I feel like I also have to say that you have to run the final version of the testimonial by your client before you just throw it up on your website. Like, don't just create this random thing from some emails they sent you or from the feedback form responses and start using it. If you made any kind of tweaks, you definitely want to make sure that they approve it before you're like, hey everyone, look at how awesome this client thought I was. Mm -hmm. And then if you do website designs, um, I also wanna throw out here that you want to make sure that the best results that your client is seeing would be more beneficial to you if you mention those in their testimonial. So maybe they wrote something and they didn't think about mentioning that their email opt-in rates have boosted by 50%, something crazy like that. You want to go back in and make sure that's mentioned because, <laughs> hey, that's going to be a big factor for potential clients thinking about working with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of a big deal. I like to, uh, when I'm trying to make a testimonial, I actually open up like a blank text document and copy and paste their answers to all the questions in it and then just start deleting sentences and try to like, the first thing usually is the question that asks what their concerns were and, you know, one sentence with that and then, you know, Trans showing the transformation they went through. And, you know, I kind of just delete things until it's, you know, three-ish, three to four sentences that shows their transformation and has their best stuff in it. And then, yes, I ask them for their permission, <laughs> especially if I have to, like, switch words around or whatever to make it make sense. But, yeah, don't just, don't just change things and put it on your website. Not cool. 
And I think most clients are not going to be rubbed the wrong way no, by that at all. at all. They totally understand, hey, that is more beneficial to you for me to be saying it like this. I actually said all of those words. You just kind of made it sound better. Yep, so, exactly. They're like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for making me sound like an adult who actually <laughs> knows and understands things. Yeah. <laughs> In a perfect world, all of our design projects would go smoothly. But let's be honest, most of the time, we're not in a perfect world. Sometimes you find yourself waiting to hear back from potential clients, pulling your hair out, trying to get content and feedback from your current clients, or have no idea how to get your client to just pay their final invoice already. It's hard to have just one project that goes smoothly from the second they inquire with you all the way to when you're officially checking that project off of your list. The good news is that you don't have to always drive yourself crazy figuring out how to respond when things don't go smoothly. With my email scripts for designers, you'll know exactly what to do and say in any situation to help you stick to your contract keep that project moving smoothly, and end things on good terms. My email scripts include everything from taking on or turning down a project, how to respond when you aren't getting your stuff on time, and to even what to do if your client is trying to skip out on paying that final invoice. To get your email scripts and check out my other products for designers, head to getbacktodesign.co slash shop and be sure to enter the code podcast for 15% off your entire purchase. Okay, so now that we have talked a lot about testimonials, let's just move on to referrals. So I know that asking for a referral can be really, really awkward. I have done it recently as of recording this, and it's like it's like pulling teeth to get me to do this <laughs> because it's just uncomfortable, and I get it, but it is a really good way to kind of boost your workload and sometimes even just get your name out there a little bit more. But particularly when things are slow, this is a good thing that you can do for your business. So most of the time we are getting referrals even though we don't realize it or without having to ask for them from past clients. But sometimes you do have to do a little extra work and ask for them. But it's good to know that it doesn't require as much work as asking for a testimonial, obviously. But you want to be conscious of the way that you're asking for the referral so it doesn't sound like you're begging or being annoying or like you're relying on someone else to help pay your bills this month. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> yeah. Help me find new work so I can <laughs> eat more than ramen noodles this month. <laughs> so first up, when should you ask for referrals? Well, obviously, it's a good time to reach out to past clients specifically if work is slow and you need a new way to bring some work in. While I am saying that, don't forget to reach out to past clients and see if they need any additional work mm -hmm. from you. But also, you can ask them, you know, if they know of anyone that needs work that they can refer you to. Um, another time that you can 
ask for referrals is just when you are offboarding your client, you can kind of casually mention it. And I think this can actually make it feel way less awkward than if you're emailing your client like four months later or something being like, hey, do you know anyone that I can do some work for? So you can put in maybe your offboarding packet, goodbye packet, whatever it is. Um, I really enjoyed the project. Send anyone my way, whatever fancy stuff. I have it in a second, what I would actually <laughs> say. But you could include that there to make it a little more comfortable. Also, I want to say that I would only ask for referrals from people that you know genuinely enjoyed working with mm-hmm. you. And you are going to know who those people are based on their participation in the project and just the way they communicated with you. But you don't want to reach out to anyone that you think didn't fully enjoy the project because they are not going to have as nice of things to say about the process (laughs) of working with you. Mm -hmm. And then keep in mind who they would be referring to you. So past clients, this is one... um, in particular that I think you have to pay attention to because generally they are going to be sending people to you who may want a similar aesthetic. I know that kind of seems what it has been like for me. Most of the bloggers I've worked with have sent other bloggers who want similar designs. So if you maybe don't enjoy creating this really preppy looking website, but you did it for this one client, then it's important just to keep in mind that their referrals might not be as beneficial to you because you just didn't find the project as enjoyable. Okay, so how do you ask for the referral? Unfortunately, with this one, you kind of just have to straight up ask for it. There's no way to like beat around the bush and um, make it not so direct, but A great way to make it not nearly as awkward as it sounds is to kind of bring it back to your client and their project. So this is how I would ask for a referral. Let them know that you really enjoyed their project and working with them. So this reminds them that they are really awesome and you enjoyed them and their project. (laughs) Butter them up a little bit. Yeah, butter them up a little bit before you go asking for anything big like this. (laughs) So then you can ask, you know, hey, do you know of anyone who may be needing any kind of similar work? Then you want to mention, you know, I have a few openings in my schedule right now and I would love to fill those spots with work similar to the project we just completed together or the project we completed together four months ago, whatever. So I think that is a really good, not too awkward way to kind of ask for the referral and like we said it's all about buttering them up just a little bit reminding them that you really enjoyed the project before you kind of go on to be like hey do you know anyone tell my name to every single person you (laughs) see on the street today (laughs) (laughs) and i get it sometimes it feels weird to ask for referrals and then give your client nothing in return. I think that's one other reason that a lot of people feel so awkward about this is it's because you're literally 
asking them to help put money in your pocket and you're not giving anything back to them. So if you're feeling really turned off by it and want to make it even more worthwhile for your past clients and just less icky for you overall, you could consider offering incentives. Um, just a few examples, you could give them a kickback on their next project with you. So you could say, you know, if you refer one client, I will give you 5% off your next project, something like that. Um, another more kind of normal referral plan that people are used to hearing about is kind of like the affiliate thing. You can give them a certain small percentage of the project cost for whoever they send your way. So it really just depends if you have clients who are consistently coming back to you, if it would be more beneficial to give them a little bit off their next project or if it would just be easier to just send them some money their way and be like, Merry Christmas in the middle of June. <laughs> yeah, referral incentives are something I've started doing recently because I wanted to start asking for referrals, but I felt just like you said, really weird about straight up asking. So I came up with what I call my share the love program. I put together a cute little PDF with like, you know, exactly what they get. And I ended up doing, I'm not giving them any money directly, but I'm giving them within 60 days of someone coming from them and booking a project with me, they can either use have a certain number of free retainer hours from me, or if they book a project in the next 60 days, they can get the equal amount off of their next project. And right now I'm doing about 25%, but I just booked a, a bigger project with that and it hurt a little bit. So I might be changing that up and updating my PDFs to reflect that because doing that, uh, giving her that amount off of her next invoice was a little painful, but you know, that was marketing I didn't have to do. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna think about it, even though it sucked, it was a client I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So definitely think about what you wanna do, but I did. I have found that this works really well. I feel really comfortable saying, hey, I loved working with you and I like to reward people for sending other people my way. Here's, you know, here's different ways that you can get rewarded if someone comes in through you. And I've had a good, really good response from it. No, no one's acted weird or anything about it. And I've booked a few projects, so I'm gonna keep trying it. Yeah, I think this is a really, really good idea to test out with your clients because just asking for the referral or being like, hey, if you you know ever hear of every anyone needing help, throw my name out there. But this is going to make your past clients even more likely mm -hmm. to want to do that because they're like, hey, I could get some additional work for free or discounted um, or I could just get some money. So whatever it is, they will be like, yeah, I really want to do that. And I also wanted to mention that I really like that you have like a time frame on it. So they have the 60 days mm -hmm. because otherwise I could totally see that like piling up over more than just like four or five months maybe. And then them being like, hey, I referred all this work to you, so now I can get a million hours for free, right? Yeah, yeah, and then you don't get paid for four months. <laughs> yeah, oh, what a headache. <laughs> and back to those ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah, here we go again. So your past clients are not the only people that you can get referrals from, though. And I wanted to throw this out here, too, because I think it is important to get 
just as comfortable reaching out for referrals to just other professionals in general and not just your past clients because sometimes other professionals can give you even better referrals than your past clients can and they can help you kind of build up to where you can charge a little bit more and get some more high paying projects and so on and so forth. So the only problem with this is that it can be trickier because obviously you want the person to trust you enough to send their clients or just people they know to you. But the more experience in the field that you build up and the more well-known you become as a designer, I don't think this will be a problem at all. You can frame your email to the other professionals the same exact way that you would past clients. Though obviously you wouldn't say you enjoyed your past project together. You can say, you know, who you are, what you do, who you work with specifically, and then just say, I have a few openings in my schedule. Do you know anyone that may benefit from working with me? Something like Mm -hmm. that. Obviously, you want to offer to refer clients to them as well. This is perfect for people in different industries. So I think this is a great idea as designers to reach out to copywriters, maybe virtual assistants, photographers, those kind of industries, so that you can kind of create this plan of going back and forth and referring each other. Um, I don't necessarily think you have to do the whole incentive thing with other professionals, but if you want to try it out, definitely go for it. Yeah, remember in for Coded Creative, like last month or something, we had someone we didn't even know reach out to us. And I think the only reason we really even considered it was because she had an incentive. Um, but we, we ended up not doing it because we could have done half the stuff she wanted to do for people. Um, but I think if you're reaching out to people you don't know, an incentive could be better. But if you're reaching out to people you have connections with, it's totally not necessary, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just trying to remember who exactly you were talking about. (laughs) But yes, I think they did branding and then some kind of marketing Mm -hmm. or something else that we actually couldn't do. So definitely keep that in mind as well to kind of reach out to people who aren't necessarily in your same field. But I do think that you can benefit from also reaching out to other designers. You just need to be strategic in what designers you're reaching out to. So I would say, number one, you want them to have a similar aesthetic. You know, they're not going to refer potential clients to you if you create designs that look completely opposite to what they are creating, because there's a reason those clients are reaching out to them in the first place. Mm -hmm. The second thing would be you want the designers to charge more than you. I think this is a really good idea. So you can phrase it as, I'm sure you get a certain number of inquiries for people who don't quite have the budget to work with you. And my prices are lower. So if you can't work something out with those potential clients, I would be happy to try to see if I can help them. That way they will still feel like they are helping their potential clients, even if they can't um, work with them because of a budget issue. 
And this may feel really icky, but just think about it. You know, they are not going to want to lower their prices. So instead, they are going to want to just refer them away. And this is a really good way to kind of help build up your name in the industry and um, for designers to help each other out. And then also, if there are designers out there who you really like their work, but they work within a super specific niche and you work, you know, in something that's not within their niche. So I did this recently, like I said, I reached out to someone who worked specifically with DIY and food bloggers. She creates really beautiful, you know, in-depth designs, kind of like what I have been creating for my past couple of clients and I wanted more work like that but I am not totally crazy about those niches just because they require a whole lot more crazy stuff going on with their whole blogs. So I said, if anyone is reaching out to you that doesn't fit that, I would be happy to have you share my name with them so I can still help them out even if you can't. So just a few things to keep in mind there. But just to recap the episode, Getting testimonials and referrals from past clients or peers or whatever, it can be super awkward, especially if you're an introvert or just not confident when it comes to asking for these things. However, these are two things that can really, really make a difference in your business. So it's important to try to get as comfortable as possible asking for them. And the action steps for this episode are just to make getting both of these easier on you by adding it to your offboarding process. So even though you may not be asking for the testimonial right away, make sure you're still adding it so you know to check in within two weeks or a month and make sure that you ask for it. And then create a canned response for reaching out for referrals, specifically to past clients, but if you are feeling brave, create a canned response for reaching out to just other professionals or other designers for referrals as well. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.